So turn with me in your Bibles. Got a special, uh, special tithing message for you out of Proverbs. It's actually Proverbs eleven seventeen, Proverbs eleven seventeen, and uh, I actually got this from our daily bread, and um, so I'm going to be reading from actually from it because it's such a cool story, and it's actually speaking about what I'm talking about this week. So we finish up our message of being thankful. Uh, that doesn't mean you stop being thankful. It just means we're moving on to our Christmas messages. And um, so before we get there, uh, starting December 1st, we are going to do an Advent series uh, of Bible studies and um, all this kind of wonderful stuff. It's called uh, The Journey the Journey to Christmas. And you're going to get it on a Bible app. Uh, and it's called Advent, the journey uh, to uh, the journey to Christmas. And uh, so, for more information about that, you can check our website or talk to Anna Steiger. She'll help you download that on your phone. And that starts December first. So, all our Bible study teachers and all the things that we're going to be talking about are things uh, that are going to be related to this particular study on Advent. It's going to be totally awesome. It's going to actually be the first time we've done something just like this where all the all the teachers and, and uh, all that are all on the same page so we can use some of these talking points on our on our social media platform. All right, amen. Proverbs eleven seventeen. so I'm going to, I'm going to do a little short little piece of this. Uh, and it says, your kindness will reward you. I'm going to let you know this ahead of time. Kindness and generosity are contagious. Say that with me. Kindness and generosity are, con- are contagious. The same way a stinking attitude is contagious. A stinking attitude, you can just, you can get anybody in a bad mood by being in a bad mood around somebody that was in a good mood and then after a while they're in a bad mood. Just amen, amen. You guys just came over Thanksgiving. Don't act like it was all good there. Amen. Let, let me give you a little, little example, Wes. You could, I mean, we, me and Wes and, and his family we had a great time. We were here at church and we, the fight broke out, but it was all good. I was just, no, it didn't really. Was that funny? No. Somebody could be late to your Christmas party. They could be late to your Christmas I can't believe, Mike, these guys are always late. Always, you know who they are. You can tag them with it. They're going to be late. There's two things we can rely on. Christ is coming back and XYZ family is going to be late. Right? I mean, it's true. And it can get, Mrs. Kobe can get even you in a bad mood. And then all of a sudden, something changes. You got a phone call that that family was in an accident. So that, that, that you being mad and, and they're always late and it ruining the turkey and everything, all turn to compassion and then you guys are all praying for that family. How did that change? Well, that's, it, it can change just like that. Snap your fingers, it can change just like that. So remember, the pants that you're mad in you are, are sad and you can get happy in as well. Amen? So we're going to get kind and we're going to be generous. So that's what this is about. Now listen to this. This is a smoking devotional. It says, just a few days before Christmas, uh, my wife Carrie uh, was standing in the checkout line at the market. 
the young mother in front of her was carefully assessing the contents of her cart and slowly setting aside items one by one. And if you've been there, say amen. amen. Couple, we got a few, big Steve, a few things too, too much. Eyes got overzealous. Moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, uh, juniors got to have this. You ever, you know, we're going to go in the store and just pick up a couple of gifts. If you go in with a mom or a grandma, their mom or grandma to everybody in the church. My wife will be, we're, we're going shopping after church, and I can only imagine. We're pulling some stuff off. So this devotion goes like this. So these are young people, and you've all been young, and you had to put things back. Kind of embarrassing, but nonetheless, you have to do that. And I don't think there's really anything wrong with it, actually. It's, it's, she started slowly setting aside items one by one. Carrie's, Carrie's initial impatience turned to compassion. So at first, she was mad because the girl, Mickey, was setting things back. And if you ever been to the check, chef, if you ever been to the checkout lines, now they're long because there's nobody actually working the checkout lines anymore. Has everybody been to this store before? Or is it just, I'm the only one that walks in these stores where it's like a, a, a spaceship came and got all the employees. No, I, I mean, or, or turned their job into something. They're there. Guinea, they're there. But watch this. This is a new one here. This is a new one. So they got these. It's a clever thing. If you go into certain stores, the habit trail's still there, you know. You ever seen the, remember the habit trail where you hook all the things together and the hamster runs all over the place? That's the way I feel like when I go into some stores. It's still the line where you go like this and, and then you stand. And there's a big billboard that says, stand here and then we'll wave you so you'll know that you're the next customer. Well, thank God they're waving me in. Because there isn't anything I would like more than to stand on this sticker and wait for some high official to reel me in. Is anybody with me on this? I'm like, this, hold on for a second. This is the last place in the world I actually like to be. And I don't need you waving me in. I'm not a dang airplane or anything like that. Like, and then they wave like they're in control of the uh, You're next. No, I'm already standing there. They're waving at the next guy. But anyways, you finally get to some of these places, and the employees are all watching you go in, try to learn how to run a computer, and check your items out. And I'm like, if you're standing here watching me check out my own items, why are they paying you? You'll get that in a minute. They're watching me check out the items. So what I'm thinking is instead of paying you for that day, pay me because I checked myself out. Amen. Talk amongst gray-haired people real quick. Go, he's right, he's right. Kids are going, what is he talking about? I don't want to punch a, a thing to check out stuff. I don't even want to be at the store. And then they'll come over and talk to you like you're real dumb. Haven't you slowed you? Is it a chip card or is it a... And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, you can see what my wife's got to work with, don't you? Watch it. No. Okay. So anyway, so she, she, so she says, I'd like to pay for these. 
And, and here's what I say before. If you get really upset that the girl has to put things back and you're in line or, or the, the price check, you know if somebody's got to go for a price check. It's all. Why didn't you pick it up, the one that had the tag on it? You know when you get up there, you could clog it up all the way out to the street. Here's the deal. If you can't wait till they do a price check, you probably overcommitted that day. Amen? If you can't wait five more minutes for somebody to do a price check, we probably overcommitted. I'll get off of it in a minute. You don't need, during this Christmas holiday, you don't need to pack your every living second with you running or your children running someplace. Trying to appease people you don't like and go into a home they don't want you at. Amen? Is it making sense? She says, I'd like to pay for those. And she told the checker, the young mother turned with, with a surprised look on her face. That's too much, exclamation point. So what's, what's going on in that little girl's mind, whoever had to sell these gifts? She can't imagine that somebody has the money to be able to pay for all that stuff. And we know some of you guys that are in this church that could do that ten times over. See, here's the deal. You don't have to have money to be generous. You just have to be generous to be generous. I'll pray on that note because I had to work a lot harder for last service. Lord, I pray that we will be refreshed by helping others. And uh, we are no, we are, there's some great people that have been in this church for years that are always ready to step up to the plate and pay the tab. I thank you for them people. They're awesome. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're standard bearers in this church and churches abroad and, and all of my friends who are on live stream today. We love you and we thank you for being the, the standard bearer and, and part of God's kingdom in every facet. Uh, so, Lord, uh, bless the tithes today from regardless of where it comes from and, and the hands who deliver it, Lord. God bless them and thank you that you've given the ability to work hard uh, for everyone here in the sanctuary and all those that are at home uh, abroad through the state and through the country and all over the world watching this broadcast today. Uh, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let the offering be picked up. Applaud the Lord and we'll get at it. Hallelujah. All right, go to John chapter 11. I'm going to dive right in the center of it, and then we'll go back and we'll chop it up. I'll tell you what it's all about. Um, it, it may be a little bit of an unlikely message uh, for being thankful, but I think once we crack open the contents, you'll look at it and you go, wow, that was pretty good. So uh, the last service really liked it, so I'm sure you will as well. It comes from John uh, chapter 11, verses 38. I think it's through 44 is what it says here. Then Jesus deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. So here's what I'll tell you. So, so we're, we're kind of into this now, and we're officially, like after uh, this service, Lori, we're officially in Christmas season. When you come back in, the building will be decorated. The outside will be decorated. We'll be straight up into Christmas mode, um, and it'll be something that you can uh, share with your friends. So if you are bound, you're stuck, you're broke, are you confused? This message is for you. So if you're bound, you're stuck, you're broke, or you're confused, this message is for you. So what I want you to do is get on your phone and tell them just to 
uh, check out hbwt.org, and they can get on here, and this will help all the bound people, the stuck people, the broke people, and the confused people. Then Jesus deeply moved again, 1138. Came to the tomb, and it was a cave, a stone lay against it, and Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there is an odor, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And in your Bible, since you're taking notes right now, in verse 40, in red letters, put an asterisk by the word believed, because we will visit it three times in this message today. So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died, he came out his feet and his hands, or his hands and his feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to him, unbind him and let him go. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Now I'm going to ask you to rise so I can pray for you that you will receive this through the power and the working power of the Holy Spirit. So Father God, as we place our hands on the Bible, that this very word would soak into their spirit today. Um, And Lord God, they will take this message out to a lost and dying world uh, and share the good news with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Okay, so we're kind of, I, I kind of put you right in the middle of the story. You find out this guy named Lazarus died. Jesus came to deliver him out of the tomb. It's all about being thankful. Um, so let's dive into it. And when we go back to the front of chapter 11, it breaks everything down. It says, now a certain man was ill. So we, this is the Lazarus guy that we're talking about. And he lived in Bethany and he had... Uh, a sister named Mary, and he had a sister named Martha. And you guys know the Mary and Martha story. One's always kind of a, uh, Martha's kind of like a busybody. She's, all, she's, like a, uh, she's like a ricochet rabbit. She just, bing, she's everywhere. She's, she's here, and then she's there. And do you ever notice that when you go into something? And it doesn't have to be necessarily a, a female. It is in this story, but sometimes it's a guy. Sometimes it's a girl, and, and, I, and I find this out in church life, and not at this church, but other churches. Sometimes, Mike, I only get actually to probably preaching time. I probably only get like 37 to 40 minutes so um, to preach. And then you get like close to like the 36-minute mark, and you start to see people that start to move around. They're like, they go, is he going long? No, it's not long. I'm just preaching. I'll get to listen to this. And, and then like 36, and then they go in 37, 38, 39. Oh, my gosh, he's going to 40 minutes. That's a long time. And, and, and I say to these people, it's a, it, it, 40 minutes of preaching, it, it, you should be able to take because I know there's families that sit in front of their TV and play video games for nine hours straight. It got quiet, didn't it? Hold on, I'll say that again. Or I've heard of people sitting, and not you guys, but people that sit in front of TVs for eight, nine, ten hours a day. So the Word of God for 40 minutes should not only touch your life, but transform your life. So get all you can. Amen? You can applaud. It's good. 
I wonder what the world would be like if we read the Bible more than we played video games. But anyways. Um, so these people are from Bethany. So Mary and Martha. Martha is a busybody. She's always everywhere. And she's always, she's just the kind of person who can't sit down and take it all in. I learned this lesson through horses. One of the best disciplines you can teach a horse is to stand still. They move plenty. You won't have a problem getting most horses to move. You'll have a problem getting them to stand still because it goes against their nature so bad. So this is the way Martha is through this story. 11.4. So here's where it begins, guys. But Jesus, so he hears all this, and he said, This illness does not lead to death. This illness does not lead to death. So watch this. Jesus said it. I believe it. That settles it. Martha's got a hard time processing this. This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. So he said, this is going to happen. It's going to be a process. There's going to be some pain involved and some tears shed. But God will get the glory through this. And it it may be your life. You may be going through it right now. I can't believe God. And you you go through all that too. These guys go through that story. I can't believe. What kind of God? And all that stuff. So slide down to verse 21. The story starts picking up a little speed. And it's all about being thankful. And this story will help you uh, be unbound and and get rid of your confusion and uh, all this kind of thing. Martha said to Jesus, what does he say? You say it with me. One, two, three, go. Lord. Oh, well, we got to blame somebody. Why not the Savior of the world? We got to blame somebody because if I blame somebody, Mr. Chittenden, it's going to make me feel better about my life. Hold on, if you want to feel better about your life, he says, you, you have to become less and Jesus has to become greater. Maybe, maybe the world's got it backwards. I mean, if John the baptizer says this, don't you think we ought to adopt the same thing John the baptizer stands for? He has to become greater. I have to become less. The first person I'm going to blame should probably be myself or my brother. I mean, they're talking about a brother there. I mean, I don't know what he did or how this all happened or what, but I'm not going to blame God for it. I don't know if there's any death in the world. Probably ought to blame I don't know, sin, I guess. Oh, I got everybody's attention now. Sin is that powerful. That's, a, that's, that's, what, that's why people die now. So you used to live forever back in the garden, but we wanted what we wanted so bad, so God finally gave it to us. But he, but he, but he finally gave you a way to redeem yourself, and it'll be through Jesus. Some people will pick him, some won't. But we're big on, here's we are, we're big on blaming him. All the social media sites, it's GD this, JC that. They use his name in vain. People watch, Christians watch their movie. They send them. They vote him in office. All these people, all these heathens, we vote him in office. Then we come to church and say, we, we love you, Jesus. He said, then let your action show. Let your speech show. Come on, don't get quiet on me, church. It's the way it was last night. As the more I preached, the quieter the church got. 
Martha said, Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. Man, that's a heck of a statement when you're talking to God that way. I, 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 I wouldn't want to be standing next to you when you said something like that to God. And God, God said the only reason he raised Pharaoh up is to show he could put him down. The, the, no, no one's above God just baptizing your sorry self with fire. But because he loves you so much, he give you a way out through Jesus' son. And somebody should say amen to that. Amen. And not that he owes you anything. He just does it because he loves you. Wow. Sliding down to 1125. So here we go. So he's talking. He says, he already told her once. He said, this won't end in death. So, the, so now we're going with Martha again. She says, if you would have been here. So we got, we got the blame game going. And now we get ready for this next one, 1125 and 1126. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. So he says, I know my brother's going to rise one day, but it'll be during the resurrection. She's kind of being sarcastic. I've read the Bible. I know the contents. I know he's going to rise at the rapture. He's going to rise at the rapture. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes, remember who believes, this is the only requirement that God requires for you to be a born-again believer. This is the only mandate that Jesus mandates on men is that you believe. Say it with me. You believe. Any other way won't work. You have to believe to get into heaven. That is a mandate from Christ. Amen. You want to talk about mandate? That's a mandate. You got to have it. If you, if you ain't got it, you can't get into heaven. Everybody wants to talk about mandates and what's required. Required. It just, it just sickens me. Everywhere you go, it's required. It's mandated. It's, a, it's this, it's that, it's that. Hey, act like you're a robot. You walk into a store, you're like an alien. Treat you like a, 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 like a criminal, like a prisoner. They're trying to lock you up, trying to control you. The only mandates we need to listen to are the ones that are in the Bible. Amen. And this mandate here will stick. All right, let's see what he says. So he says, uh, whoever believes in me, though he die, he shall live. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So he asked her that question. So um, I want to I get back to this. Um, in, in 11.38 where I started this message. So he finally gets to the tomb. Woo, man, he finally, oh, woo, praise God. Praise God, he's coming to the house. Praise God. Jesus is showing, hey, Jesus is showing, hey, everybody, I'm going to church on Sunday. Jesus is going to show up there. Oh, Jesus is going to be, man, we're going to be there. We're going we're gonna to be, Mr. Cope, we're going to be, Jesus is going to be there. Yeah, the man of God's going to read out of the Bible, and, and the Holy Spirit's going to be there. He goes, woo, yeah, praise God. Rick said, yeah, woo, hallelujah. Amen? Are we pumped like we are with our pro football teams, our basketball team. Woo, yeah, Super Bowl, World Series, Stanley Cup. Woo, yeah, it's on. Can't miss it. Videotape it. Anybody getting any of this? When you, oh, when you roll, watch this, Jack, when you roll out of bed on Sunday, you ought to be just jumping. 
that the man of God is up there preaching the word of God to your ears. Well, let's see, let's see what this says. I'm going to see if this, I don't know. Jesus deeply moved again and, and came to the tomb, and it was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Watch this. So Jesus is finally there, and the girls are there, the sisters. I call them the SWAT sisters. So I, oh, man, it's, they're, they're ready to SWAT somebody. We're ready to blame somebody. Oh, they were Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm not letting it go. Oh, yeah. Now we got Jesus here. Man, we are pumped. Yes. Jesus said, take away the stone. Take away the stone. I wonder how excited Martha is. Let's see what Martha does. I'm going to read about Martha here. Woo, yeah, Jesus, thank you for being here. What does Martha say? In verse 39, read it with me. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, what? You can make this lady happy. Now she's worried about the smell of her brother when he brings, her, brings him out of the tomb. Look at me, class. There's some people that just ain't going to be happy even if they see a miracle before their eyes. Look at each other. This is a miracle in this church. She's worried about the smell, and it's her own brother. Here's the deal. If it's, if it's good for him, it's good for her. Maybe she needs to take a bath. Maybe, maybe it's her that stinks. You didn't think that way, did you? It's always somebody else that ain't me. Come on, look at me. The, it, it's her brother. And you want your, watch your, you want your brother saved and baptized and in here, but you don't want to smell the smell. Well, let me tell you something. Family business is stinky sometimes. I'm on something now. Don't, don't come up in here and act, oh, well, we got it all together. Yeah, you got it together. You just forgot where you left it. Look at your neighbor and say, family business is stinky. I mean stinky. Oh, we're all mad about this and that. Thanksgiving. Woo! Oh, yeah, Gary. We had a big time, didn't we? Amen. Me and Gary had a great time. I don't know about you all. Uh, I, I just, this one really took me back. If Jesus, Big Steve, came to my house, I would, dude, you want to talk about, I might end up getting on Facebook. I might end up opening up a Facebook page. Hey, guess who's over at my house, everybody? It's Jesus the Christ. Come on over. He wants to take my Harley for a spin. I'd get on Facebook. Amen. Man, dude, I'd, I'd be excited if he showed up. Everybody in the world, I think, would know that Jesus was at my house. But you, Dr. You, you, Dr. D, you can't make this girl happy. She's mad. At, she's, she thinks she's embarrassed. Watch this. Maybe, she, maybe she's embarrassed that, that uh, uh, he smells a little bit. He can, he can take a shower. You ever been in deer camp with a couple of cats? After about three days, everybody in the camp smells, so don't look around. They're like, man, I'm getting away from that dude. You know, like when we started way back when we was kids, Kenny, you sleep out in the woods and, and have your camo makeup on. You, didn't, you just kept packing it on day after day. It, was, it got like thick. 
They're like, man, I'm getting away from him. He stinks. I'm like, you do too, man. So she's upset now. She's going, I don't, I don't know if I want you to roll the stone away. This dude smells. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, there's the asterisk, believe. That's the only requirement. You got to believe. You would see the glory of God. All right, so we got all that. Have you taken all that in? Do you have all that? Just shake your head. Yes, I do. So they, watch this. So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. Father, you owe me. Didn't know what he said? Father, you owe me. You owe, oh, you owe, oh, you owe me. That's my best friend. You owe me. Now look up here. I'm kidding. You never start a prayer with, you owe me. Thank you that I'm, watch this class, that I'm allowed in your presence. No, 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 not in 2021. You owe me. Go ahead and stand up. I'll wake you up. Come on. Oh, chef, you owe me. We owe, now we owe everybody something. You owe me. You owe, hey, you owe me, JD. You owe, you owe me a favor, Nate and Mikey. You owe me. You, owe, you all owe me. Hey, let me tell you something. Wait in line with the rest of them. God don't owe you anything at all. Get that, put that in your pipe and smoke it, and then pass it down to the next generation. Nobody owes you a living. Nobody owes you salvation. Nobody owes you anything. If you want anything in this life, you got to ask for it. And if you want to be saved, you have to ask for that as well. And if you want a paycheck, you got to work for it. I'll throw that in before you leave. Because I don't mail money out. I'll just let you know that. You can go ahead and start back there with the altar call. So we take the stone away. He lifts up his eyes. He said, Father, I knew that you have heard me. That's how he starts his prayer. Jesus Christ himself says, I thank you that you hear me, that you can hear me. We ought to roll out of bed or slide out of bed on your heated floor, carpeted, wherever you live, and say, thank you, God, that I live in the United States of America and that you can hear my prayer. Get off of it. Get off of it. We need to get off of this where somebody owes everybody something. Yeah, No, no, no. That ain't how America was made up. He says, I thank you. I'm, I'm learning from Jesus. So I hope you do too. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe you sent me. And I know you've heard this before, but I'm going to say it again anyways. So after he says all this, so this is his prelude to his prayer. And then he says with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. He said, come out. And Steve Cherry, you're a Bible aficionado. You know why he said Lazarus' name? Because if he just said, come out, everybody in the world would have came out of their grave. That's the kind of power he's got. So he's got to be, hold on. He got very, very distinctively, Lazarus, just you come out. Because the other people in the graves, they would have like, man, dude, you call my name, I'm ready. (laughs) 
That's, Carol, that's a lot of power where he's got to be very careful. Like when he says trees grow, they just all grow. Or when he says air, oxygenate all the lungs that are in the service today. That's what they're doing by his order. Did that freak you out just a little bit? You're like, God says oxygenate all their lungs so they can breathe. And their, and their brain works and everything else. And their, and their fingers and their hands and everything. He speaks to you. Okay, trees, it's time for you to blow. I was sitting in my stand the other day and out there in the middle of the field. And, 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 and it, just, it just swayed back and forth because God orchestrated the wind to blow across my field like that. And I could just hear the, I could just hear the rustling of the leaves going back. They're his leaves, too, that are sitting on his ground. Did you ever think of it that way? All that stuff is all God's. And he says, Lazarus, come out in verse 44. So here's how we finish this. It says, the man who died came out in his hand and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said, unbind him and let him go. That's what thankfulness can do is unbind you. And then you can move on in your life. But if you're abound, let, let me say it this way. Close your eyes for a second. I'm going to ask you a question. How'd you come in here today? Addicted? Are you shackled to that same spot on the internet that you ain't supposed to be on? I'm going to get real today. How about addictions here? How about fears? Fear got you bound? Bound. I mean, I mean, I mean come on for just a second. Somebody's got to help me out in 2021. Is your 2021 Christmas going to look like 2020's Christmas? I don't know how it was, but I know there's a lot of people who thought they was having Christmas by looking at some of their children and their grandchildren on the, on the Internet or the uh, virtual call or whatever kind of thing that is. That don't look like much of a Christmas for me. That, that would be, to me, that's a bound person. It's your decision if you want to leave here bound like you came in. But I think God's going to give us all an opportunity today. Go, you know what, man? I'm just, I'm going, I'm going to have God unwrap me so the world can see my true self. I want to just be out in front of him and just be real. That's what I like about people is when they're real. I think that's what people like about this church. They, regardless if you like us or not, they're real here. You're going to get the full story. They may not look like much, but boy, they're real. It's like a reality show here, isn't it? It's like a Pastor Pat reality show and have Bible will travel. Just one big family. I'm going to start that series here soon. 
So I'm going to count to three, and then I want all the bound people to come down here and ask that God loose them of the things that has bound them. One, two, three. So just come out and just meet me down here. Come on out here with authority right here. There you go. All right, come on down. So I'm going I'm to I'm pray for you. And then if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want to pray for you today. And you throw in whatever your deal is. I have no idea what it is, and it probably is none of my business. But I know one thing, my 2021 ain't going to look like my 2020. I can promise you that. And somebody's got to move on from that mess. That, that, watch this class, Miss Chinden, that just didn't work out. That was, a, oh, Lord Jesus, somebody forgive me. Amen. I just, I just want to pray for somebody because I love you guys and I want to tell you the truth. So, Father God, for my brothers and my sisters that are here that are bound by whatever it is and they need to be loosed or they want a new 2021 Christmas and get away from the mess that they was in in, in 2020, Lord God. I pray that, the, that your name be glorified, first of all, that we leave here with a spring in our step and a song in our heart and praise on our lips, Lord God, that, that kindness and generosity would be our new DNA. Yeah. And we'd be generous because we're generous, Lord God, and give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.